Was I, Todd? Nope. <laughs> Get ready! Woo! We are tour, and we're doing it better than anybody else alive. That's enough. I'm not in the mood for music tonight. What's going on, fellas? Well, it's a uh, nice night. We've had a coach's show. We've had Albert time. If we need um, rain this summer, we just need to plan a podcast because I feel like it rains every single night we record. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, as my father-in-law says, the animals are pairing up in our yard right now. <laughs> it's rained a lot today, that's for sure. Um B3 Podcast brought to you by Travis Brett, Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance. Give them a call, 812-295-3129. They insure just about everything you got. Give Travis and his team a call. We appreciate him sponsoring the podcast. Where we want to start, a little bit of, little bit of basketball news. A sectional moved in uh, in Class 3A from Southridge to Washington, the the uh, the morons are out on Facebook, I see. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's... it's uh... It's heated all over the place, I, I think. It's heated all over the place. And I think both Washington and Southridge have really <laughs> – how about this? You know, we live in a black and white world of identity politics. You know what? Two things can be true. Yeah. Huntingburg and Washington should be filled in March with basketball fans. Right. Yeah. It doesn't have to be one or the other. Yeah. And, I, I you know, I don't know. I, I – it, it, yeah, I – I, I need to quit reading comments. Yeah, I, 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 I just stopped because I get it. I get the angle from. from I be. I understand being upset if yep. you wanted the sectional there, but you know, like the picture of, of of a young girl in a wheel. Okay, fine. So, do you want to carry a grown man? I mean, is that what we need to do? And and talking to um, some people from Dubois County last night, their 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 claim is going to be they um, they offered a perfectly. Um, a, a perfectly doable solution. The only problem is it wouldn't have the uh, the compliancy sticker put on it by the time the sectional rolls around. Oh, I got you. And and that's where they they they, they feel sh- they feel shorted. They feel. Uh, do you open yourself up to a liability at that? Yeah, point? I, I, I'm yeah. sure. Oh, I'm sure you have to. I mean, I'm sure you have to. The chances are nothing's going to go wrong. Uh, but I would be. I don't know. Uh, it, but no, the, if the, something did, right? The, their their stance is they felt like that maybe North Davies. Waited to put them in a corner, and 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 where the time would run out. North Davies, talking to friends up there, they're adamant that hey, we 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 brought this up months ago. You know, this is this is something that that should have been out on on their radar. Todd, the way I understood it, I don't know if you know anything about this. From what I heard, that they did bring it up early, yeah, and they thought they would have it done, and it just didn't happen. Is that kind of? I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, about the, at least, I think that. One, a team shouldn't have to worry about getting their coach to the floor and up to the things yeah. and all that. That's that's perfectly, yeah. you know, that that shouldn't be a thing. Two, it should have been probably done yeah. in 1980. Yeah, this probably shouldn't be coming up in 2023. Right. Yeah. By the same token, is it really going to make a difference one way or the other? No. When you play. Yeah. And if you're in Washington, it's it, there's no advantage to Washington. Yeah, and I, I – and we talked about that on the phone, Todd. I, you know, I, especially in high school sports, I think the, the 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 idea of home field advantage is is incredibly overrated. And I think the evidence that we that that we can that we can show is the success of the Vikings at Jack Butcher Sports Arena the last twenty years. And if home court meant something, then you're you know, 
Yeah. I, so, I, I think it shortens a bus trip, and it lengthens a bus trip, and that's it. Right. I mean, that's it. it. Yeah, and, and, and I think we probably, as adults, when we sit, you know, build podcasts around high school sports at times and talk about it. I'd rather talk about music. We, yeah, <laughs> we probably talk about bus rides and things. I don't, I don't think the kids, it, it really doesn't, I, uh, doesn't bother them that much. I, you know, I, several, it was Coach's first year at Bar Eve, Josh's first year at Bar Eve, and, uh, you know, we played a game up at Linton on a Friday night where, where, you know, I think they ended up being number one. We ended up being number one for a little while. And anybody in Viking Nation would tell you we did not get a great whistle that night. And Lenton will say, well, that was a response for the year before, but whatever. And they made a million threes, and, and we did, it was a bad – it was a close loss, but it was a bad loss. And I thought, man, this team is in turmoil, blah, blah, blah. And, and I went down – the next night we played Evansville Memorial at the Ford Center, and I went into that locker room. And music was playing, mm-hmm. and people were laughing, and people were sitting at their, you know, at their uh, in their locker reading scouting reports, and it was as loose as a locker room can possibly be, and we won that game against Evansville Memorial. So I think, what do high, high school kids think about? I think about, I think they think about the next game. Right. That's I it. I think they're in the moment. They're in the moment, and maybe we could we could take a page from that. And okay, and just as far as that goes. You said that Linton kind of jobbed you because of the, when Dr. Naismith nailed the tenants to the church door, <laughs> was that one of them that you're allowed to job a team the next year because you felt like you got? I, I, I think that's the way that some people hire officials. I'm, I'm not sure. I can't, I can't speak for, you know, for, for any athletic director in this area, but, you know, maybe, <coughs> may, may, maybe you Every coach has has a, a guy or two in pocket. Oh, I'm sure that there are guys who. <laughs> I'm sure there are guys that, that feel like they get a, they get treated really well somewhere, and and they certainly don't mind going back there. But I, I don't think I have never believed that the officials are out to screw anybody. They just want to get home. Yep, they, you're right. They want to get their seventy five bucks or fifty bucks, whatever. And yep, get probably a hundred nowadays. Should with, be uh, well, with the yeah, problems. I was say. And we've talked about it before. We just watched the girls sectional, at least our portion of it. I, I thought I thought for two pressure packed physical games that we watched at Bar Reeve. Well, and we watched Reve and, and Orleans and or uh, Reve and, and Springs Valley as well. I thought the officiating was really, really yeah, good. It, it I, was, well, that the you know, championship game the other night, uh, you know, forty one, forty two to forty. I don't think any Bar E fan left there going that one call. No, I've not, I've not heard not. that. I've not heard that. No, one I time. thought they did a fantastic job. There's only one team that left upset, and that's the same team that always is upset when they lose. The purple, the purple monsters were upset and and griping about megaphones in the crowd and this and that. And that if you ever want entertainment, go to a Vincennes Reve game and sit in that crowd and listen to them when you don't have a rooting interest, and it is something else. I I, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it's just the it's ridiculous watching some people. But um, but anyway, most uh, uh, just real quick, because we, we had Gretchen and Lacey on Deco. Um, I hated the way Gretchen's season came to an end right. pretty quickly. Right at the went into overtime and, and lost that one. And I, I'm gonna. This is my this is my couch session to Hatchet Nation. Okay, 
And oh, I'm they're going to be interested in this. Go okay, ahead. Okay, no. And this is my couch session to you, Todd. Hang on just a second. Okay. If we're going to have a couch session, we're going to play his theme music. Gretchen Miles is so good, and I got a text from a friend from Washington and mentioned that in the last, I don't know, seven or eight years or whatever it's been, and they just kind of said this close loss and that close loss. And, and I know my friend Todd probably feels the same way about his Purdue Boilermakers, but the one thing I've learned, and, and they used to say this, it's hard to believe, but 10 years into her coaching career, I mean, the can she win the big one was hanging over my wife's head. And now she, you know, mm. as, she, as she retired, she was the one that everybody was terrified of. Gretchen is going to win state championships. That stat that she said the night she was on the pod, that they only had three girls on their basketball, in their high school basketball program that could drive a car, mm -hmm. was astounding to and, me. And, and, and I can't say if it's in the next three or four years yeah. or if it's ten years from now. I just know, and, and I say the same thing for Purdue and Matt Painter, if you keep knocking at the door and and I don't think anybody can watch Washington girls basketball door, I know and I don't think anybody can watch Matt Painter coach basketball and go those teams are not well coached the, coaching has never lost either one of them a game right. and they're gonna and, and it's going to happen I think so I, I know it sucks that week after is terrible but it's just a matter of time you, you know you said the season ended for Gretchen no, it really didn't. No, no, it, just, no it never ends. It just kind of ended just, for, yeah. <laughs> for right now. Yep. <clears throat> that team is so young. That team, and, and I guess there's a... We uh, don't care, Todd. We don't care, Todd. Are we going to have to get into that or not? <laughs> well, finish your point. <laughs> my point is, my point is, they are, uh, uh, and they've got an eighth grade, uh, Olivia Gilley's sister, who's supposed to come up and be an impact player right away. Yeah, I, I was going to say, she's and, outstanding. And, I report on their scores. You Katie report on Katie Reed yeah. is, is like a 6'2 freshman, and the Hawk girl is such a nice they, – they're going to be – this year was, was kind of like the preseason. Yeah, I, you're right. I thought you made a great – not necessarily an analogy, but just you, – you know, you talked about Washington. You know, we thought – Next year they would get into position, and you and you you know you're pretty adamant that no, it it was fast forwarded a year. Yeah, I think so. I think that, that what they I think people were expecting them to be around 500 and be a learning team and be a learning situation. Nope they they went out with the same. Oh, I just remember the very first night flipping on the radio when they got beat at North Knox, and she was you could tell, and if you know Gretchen, you could tell the just the anger and the frustration she said we've got to find a point guard we've got to find a and she did yep. i mean yeah it, she did. it worked out and, and they're going to be for the record that was a pretty freaking good north knox team yeah turn, right turn, and that, that's the second game, part of that equation to play yeah. game one with age-wise a, a c or jv team at yeah, best yeah 14 yeah. year olds yeah. yeah i so, mean so and i don't mean ability wise just age-wise yeah so that's that's uh they're going to be really good I don't know who else is going to be really good. Somebody always seems to have some magic somewhere, whether it's Memorial or yeah. Silver Creek or somewhere yeah. like that. But you know what? I would take them not winning, um, you know what I mean, a, a semi-state or some of that, and to know where that program is year in, year out, day in, day out, you don't worry about that team. You don't worry about that coach. Yeah. You just say thank you for for doing what you do. Yeah. And uh, 
That's what high school sports is supposed, supposed to, be, to about. be about. Yep, right. you're right. Yeah, um, Bar Reeve gave it everything they had, Deco. We watched that, and, and that, that's, you know, one of our, eh, I'm going to say criticisms, but suggestions at times was that I don't think those girls knew how to play hard. They thought they were playing hard, and you knew. They found that gear yeah, that, at the they, end. They, they, they found that gear, and, uh, you know, it, it's, it, it really, it's not a sh- Somebody's got to win and some got, somebody has to lose. Mm-hmm. Um, but Some got to win, some got to lose. Good got, time Charlie's got the blues. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. That's my guy. <laughs> but, no, I, I, I think it's just another step in the right direction for a program. I, and, and, you know, a call didn't cost it. We, they made one more play than we I did. I think Hannah Bledsoe is a very nice player. I think Ava Carter is going to be a very nice player. Yep. I think that your daughter is going to be a nice they're all. I mean, they're all – Work in progress is still. We've got, yeah, and Bar Reeve, um, they've got some big shoes to fill losing their primary ball handler uh, when Colleen Tramball, who who found her scoring touch at the end of the year, you know that if they're they're the definition of a of a team that probably needed another one more week of the season. And, yeah. And uh, it, but they 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 left it on the court, and that's what you want to see. And and Springs Valley too. I mean, my goodness, they. They're young and they got better, and so what? Yeah. It was just, just a good you time. Know, North Davies beat Reve. Yeah, you know, you know what I mean. And <laughs> and, and we saw them, and and uh, Brian O. The uh, Delaney Zorman, she's excellent. Yeah, I I just I think I think Joey's got it. Got some good tools up there, and and Zorman, it, it, she could be a real real difference maker um, for them handling the ball and. She's got that I don't know that classic kind of inside outside game that that uh, kind of a slasher or whatnot and yes I, I just I love Delaney's Ormond. You know game. you talk about graduation of this girl graduation of that girl I got a news flash for you everybody graduates in four years you're always going to have to rebuild you're always going to have yeah. to get better um, you know for years and years and years Bar Reeve I got Albert right here and, and he could nod or not nod. You had a lot of juniors playing on JV. Those kids were ready. That wasn't just a nod. That was a, I mean, that's eyes wide open nod. Yeah. Um, and a lot of those juniors on the JV <laughs> did big things as seniors on the varsity. And we got a yeah. we got a bunch of pictures here next to us to, that kind of show that. But you know. all in all, good year. Um, I, you know, Brian Smith had his frustrations at Lagodi, and and when you you come from the loss that they were at, and then you kind of have to just rebuild a program. It, it's just it's going to take time, and and uh, so so real quick before we move on, let's talk about Travis Brett and Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance. My agent, three hundred four. JFK Avenue in Lagodi. Auto Home Life Renters Business Farm and Crop. Travis is your man. He supports all kind of high school and, and community activities around the area, and uh, we are glad to have him as our title sponsor here on the B3 Podcast. And uh, my daughter was in a fender bender last week, and it wasn't her fault. Okay. Travis Brett answered his phone immediately when we called to report this. He is an agent who is on the spot all the time. Well, my daughter has been in several accidents. (laughs) And one time she called and said something along the lines of, Dad, you know, I just hit this lady as we're making the turn by the park. I said, again? (laughs) Again? Oh, well. Um, Do you have anything you want to talk about, Todd? 
I don't really have anything I want to talk about. I, I'm just a lovable person. And yes, you are. Quiet and lovable. Quiet and lovable. All right. Well, we won't. Uh, we won't. We won't Sometimes talk. you open the door, and then you just close we it. We don't care, Todd. We don't care, Todd. Okay, you want me to address that? No, we don't have to. I no, just, I simply will. Okay. There are people I have respect for, and there are people I don't have respect for. Gotcha. Uh, and uh, you can take that for whatever it's worth. And there was a, another controversy this week, and uh, it, it's ne- always interesting. It seems like at times well, on, on broadcasts. I <laughs> oh yes, I forgot about that. Anytime you you preface a statement, yeah, yep, you're you're just reinforcing what you are you, you're in not trouble. intending to say. That's right. Yep. All right, move on to something we can all argue about. Scott Rowland made the baseball <laughs> hall Finally. of fame. Um, I. I, uh, our, I think I was ugly in some text, wasn't I? W- yes. Our but, interns, but Rhino was sarcastic. You were plain ugly. But but correct. Our our oh, interns God. posted that hand. You know we've got a vast social media team here at the Impulse Radio B three podcast, and and uh, one of our interns posted a picture of Don Mattingly and said we have questions. Another very good ball player. Um and Mike DeCourcy had a. He, you're going to turn. You're, now you're going to turn to science. I, oh, I, I hate the science. I, I, I don't want to hear the word war. It's get ready, my man. It's coming. All wins above replacement is, Todd, is a blend between your abilities as an offensive and a defensive player. And I'm looking over at my nearly 83-year-old friend, Charles Albert Cavanaugh. He's only 83? Don't tell anybody. <laughs> and... He can probably shake his head and do the wide-eyed thing again if he remembers over the years Bar-Reeve basketball players who had unbelievable offensive skills and talent and couldn't keep a fence post in front of them. And there we go. Okay. All right. And essentially, that's all this is. It's a look at a baseball player's entire abilities because baseball is unique because for the most part, you are playing offense and you are playing yeah. defense. Can I get a lemon in that? Um, fine. Scott Rowland, a very, very good ball player. Great ball player. Uh, Don Mattingly is a great ball player. Uh, Dwight Evans was a, was a very good ball player. Freddie Lynn, very good ball player. Um, you know what I mean? I'm just trying to think of the guys who were, were really good for the really good Hall of, the really good Hall of Fame. Not the Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame. Until you put the home run leader, okay? Don't the guy with seven Cy Young Awards and the guy who, led, who, who has the most hits ever in baseball in the Hall of Fame, you can put all the Don Mattingly's, you can put all the Scott Rollins in. Yeah, I, I, but it's I not, can't argue with that. It's not a real thing until... And like I said, they're very, very good ball players, uh, and, and I have nothing but respect for them. So was how, that how many how many black players did Ted Williams play against? I'm curious. I don't know. Maybe because he was too freaking busy shooting down, uh, shooting down MIGs in Korea, <laughs> okay, or shooting down zeros in the South Pacific, or or playing in a systematically racist sport at the time. Okay. I mean, so so now we've got players all over uh, the Hall of Fame. Throw it in George Mikan too, then, for that matter. You know. I'm just listen, listen, there are different eras, and there are great players from different eras. And, and I don't know, 
when a guy hits 388 at, at 39 years old, he might, he might know what he's doing with, with a stick in his hand. I mean, that's probably true, but against, you know. And you know what else? Against a soft-tossing righty from Vincennes, you know, and not somebody from Mississippi in the Negro Leagues. I mean, I, I, I'm, my thing is, I, I think. So you've got a time machine, and you and you, you know. No, I no, and and you know, I'm being halfway sarcastic because I think anything being judged by present standards in the past is beyond ridiculous. But LeBron, LeBron James is the greatest basketball player of all time. No, my son looked at me on Sunday afternoon and said, "When he sets this record, the argument's over, right?" And I said, "No, no, no, no it's, it's, not. Absolutely it's absolutely not." It's, it's not over. And I'm not a LeBron hater, but... No, no. I mean... Yeah. Yeah. Listen, is LeBron one of the four greatest players of all time? Probably. Probably. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Has LeBron led teams to championships? You bet. You know, did he have four extra years when he didn't have to bother with that college business? Yeah. You know, there's that. Listen, he's a great, great player. And LeBron never had a secret gambling suspension from the NBA. Yeah, I still don't buy that. Wow. The, the fact that that's not what that was about. And they could say it on every documentary that they say just, it. Just because I say it, it doesn't mean I believe it. But I think you're an idiot if you don't believe it. <laughs> sadly, there's somebody out there to say, I heard, I heard somebody say that he was suspended. Bill Simmons. No, uh, President you, Simmons. You. No, but I'm saying I, it comes from the top. Listen, that's fine. I, I, you know what? And everybody is great in their era. I mean, and the fact is, you guys are 90s guys. I'm 80s guys. Albert, I'm, 60s guys. You know, I mean... I, kind I, of a 50s guy. I, well, but I mean, I mean, how good was Jerry West? How good was, was Bill Russell? How good was, was um, uh, from Cincinnati? Uh, Oscar. Oscar Robertson. You know, I mean, how great were they? Oscar Robertson averaged a triple-double one year. You know, but are guys more athletic? You bet. You know, they are. And it's harder to play against some of these, you know, against the players that LeBron has played against. But. Does the argument still stand, or is that an outdated thing, the whole he was the best at his position for the Hall of Fame? Well, positions of all. You want me to tell you what this is really about? Yeah. Scott Rowland's dad was my high school business teacher. His mom, who is from Petersburg, Indiana, her name was Linda Sanders. Albert probably remembers the Sanders family, P.M. Sanders. Those were Scott's uncles. They lived directly across the street from me on a little house on top of a hill. Um, his, dad was, his, his dad was a, a, a great business teacher. He was from Fort Branch originally. And Scott Rowland played the greatest quarter of high school basketball that I've ever yeah. seen, 30 points in the fourth quarter against Forest Park <laughs> in the 1993 sectional with Bob Knight and Nick Nolte in the stands. Can we get a so, shout-out for Logan James just – because we should. Because we should. So, in reality, it has it has to do with all of my biases and, and nothing yeah, else. Well, there you go. Yeah. Team nobody's, on four. Nobody's not. Nobody doesn't believe that he's necessarily a Hall of Famer. Okay? Except for the fact that he's going in and Roger Clemens isn't. And Barry Bonds isn't. Barry Bonds was a Hall of Famer before anybody shot him in the butt with a, with a hypodermic needle. I agree. You know. I still have a feeling that... Pete Rose and Bart Giamatti had a deal for a one-year suspension, and then Giamatti went and died on us. Yes, he did. I did not know that he was Paul Giamatti's dad. Oh I don't know God. how I missed that yep. all my life. I can't figure out. When, when are they going to do the Rose-Giamatti bio Yeah, you're pick right. 
and have Paul Giamatti playing. Oh, because, look at you. Because he's oh, like perfect. It. He's perfect to yep. play his dad. You know, his dad once wrote a great book that I have somewhere in the garage now on the physics of baseball. Uh, you know, and he, and he was not a physicist. He, he was a... An, you, uh, you keep talking about this. But I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, no, no, I'm serious because I, I, I want to tell a story, but go ahead. But, you know... Is he a, is he a lawyer? No. He was a president of Yale. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I just think that that is the great biopic that needs to get made is, you know, Giamani versus Rose. Pete Rose is not a, is not a great guy. Uh, and that Johnny, Johnny Bench won't even defend him. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah when, when, when Giamani died in 1989, I was in the fifth grade, and I, I, I got Sporting News magazine. That's funny, I was over in the yeah, you Yeah. So, when he died, they, they published this quote in, in Sporting News, and I remember just being a little <laughs> bike cat, I, and I just, I just remember going wild. And his quote, and this was read at his funeral, it said, baseball breaks your heart. It's designed to break your heart. The game begins in the spring when everything begins new. When, when everything begins again, and it blossoms in the summer, filling the afternoons and evenings. And as soon as the chill rains comes, it stops and leaves you to face the fall all alone. You count on it. You rely on it to buffer the passage of time, to keep the memory of sunshine and high skies alive. And then, just when the days are all twilight and when you need it most, it stops. And I read that, and I'm like, "By God, that is that is uh, I've, that is profound." They will come, Ray. It, they it, will pull up in your driveway, and they will come. <laughs> and they won't even know why they're there. Never Todd, been. you're going to be proud of me this week. I've decided this week because I had a just a ton of office work to do all week, and I decided I'm going to listen to entire classic albums in their entirety okay. instead of just listening to songs. And I have never... Which, which you should be of that ilk. You're, yeah. you're, you, yes, him, not so much. Because there was about five or six years between you guys? Uh, more than no, that. ten. Really. Ten years, okay, yeah. yeah. I mean, you should be at the very end of that, but go ahead. Yeah, and I was, and, and, but I, I, I've, never, I've never thought... I'm not going to say that this is going to sound ridiculous. I don't, I'm not saying that Bob Dylan was overrated. To me, I didn't get it, but I listened to Blood on the Tracks. Oh, great album. This week. Simple Twist of Fate. What? Uh, like, I listened to it probably five times in a row from first to, to last. And that was and right around the time of the Rolling Thunder review. What a great album. Is, what's your favorite Dylan album? I mean, I mean that's definitely going to be one of them. Highway 61 Revisited. Is a great one. Nashville Skyline is a great one. Was never a fan. My favorite of Dylan song Slow right Train here. Coming. Um, I, you know, I Number saw one. Dylan. I saw Dylan really? yeah. two years ago. I saw Dylan uh, in Bloomington right before the pandemic started. Yeah, six months before the pandemic, and it was it was sad. You know what I mean? Because my wife kept poking me, going, "What song is this?" And it's like. I don't know. Like a Rolling Stone, you know, because <laughs> she couldn't even recognize the version Dylan was doing, you know, because he changes words. He knows about this and that, baby. Yeah. Uh, which is not a bad Dylan impression, I don't think. That's not bad at all. No, it's really good, but actually. You have to put him in the context of, in 1962, same age as John Lennon, just just for the record. Um, you know what I mean? And they were, he, you know, he was already an icon before the, the Beatles came to America, which was... 59 years ago yesterday. But Dylan 
you know, Dylan was a was a Woody Guthrie style folk singer, protest singer. You know what I mean? And then, and just like the Beatles, I mean, the world followed Dylan. And and you don't get to pick who 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 changes the world artistically. You don't get to, you know. And, and there's plenty of reasons to to look at Dylan's career and say, what was he thinking? What was he doing there? Why did he? But you know, dollar for dollar, song for song, word for word, man won a the man won a Grammy. The man won an Emmy. The man won a he's got the uh, what's it called the EGOT. EGOT. But he's also got a Nobel Peace Prize. You know, so if you got the EGOT and then you throw the Nobel Peace Prize uh, with it, the EGOT game recognizes game. Did did that? Quote just happened on the podcast. Yep. <laughs> Todd Lancaster saying that. We don't care, Todd. We don't care, Todd. It's a respect thing. What? And uh, I respect you. What, you had a story you were going to tell. It wasn't about Bob Dylan. Who were we discussing? And you said, I've got a story I need to tell. It was a singer. Who was it, Todd? No, I thought it, I thought it was Bart Giamatti's. I thought it was the quote. Oh, was that what it was? Maybe it was. I think I was, you know, I was thinking but, but it. Just, just like you said about hearing a song and then, you know, listening to an album. I heard, um, I heard, um, your time is going to come by Led Zeppelin today on the radio, and I so wanted to hear Black Mountain Black Mountain Side directly after it, yeah, right, right into right. Communication Breakdown. And when Jimmy Page did that album, did in 36 hours and on a credit card, um, he absolutely spaced songs a certain way. You know what I mean? So that you got that. Oh yeah, blood. yeah, I got you. So that you know what I mean? So that. It, uh, living, loving, she's just a woman. Uh, you know all of that. S- songs like that and Led Zeppelin One and Led Zeppelin Two uh, are just you know. That's the way. Like uh, an album that you've listened that to a hundred times, like Appetite for Destruction. I probably listened to that album cover to cover more than any, and you can anticipate what's about to start when the when the last song ends. Yeah, but I mean, like I said, my kids don't listen to music that way at all. Now, my son, my son Max has tried to. Educate himself. Educate himself. Yeah, that's, I guess word. that's what I'm, I'm doing. By the way, speaking of Dylan's, Jacob Dylan was fantastic. Wallflowers, I went to see them in Brown County a few weeks ago. And honestly, I know the Wallflowers big, th- Wallflowers big three. He- one headlight uh, uh, in my favorite. Um, um, the Difference. The Difference. And, and Sixth Avenue and Heartache. Sixth Avenue Heartache. You know, you know the big three. But he did a encore of four. Tom Petty songs that brought the f- oh, his dad it. and Tom Petty were tight. My good, he said, you know, Tom Petty's not around to do it, so we're going to. And man, did they ever! Holy cow! You know, watch really the documentary good. on the uh, traveling Wilburys. Oh yeah, that and, would and be that's, good. That's really interesting how they came about in like an afternoon because uh, somebody had left a guitar at Tom Petty's house that they needed it, and and they were going to do this little project. Together, just two of them were Jeff Line and um, uh, Dylan, or something. Yeah. However, it went. But um, that's a great story. The Wilbury that you didn't know that was supposed to be there was Ringo. Uh, he was supposed to be the drummer in that band. But oh, really? Something huh. because you know they were all living in the Hollywood Hills and and hanging out and the, the way we do. That's right. Yeah. The Montgomery Hills actually were the were in the flats. We're like the Viking Wilburys. That's right. <laughs> the Viking Wilburys. <laughs> well, but nevertheless, we have a new T-shirt. Um, we talked this week. Oh, I was actually having a conversation with my old school Red Hill podcast team, and 
I said something, and that, that's when I brought up that thing that I was thinking about rules, and I don't know if you thought of any, but rules that should be rules that aren't, and but how this came oh, okay. up. I, I got, I got, you know. How this came up was I said, and I don't know, in the midst of the conversation, it made sense. If you're at a bar at night, and I'm talking, I'm not talking about a bar and restaurant. I'm Wait, talking are these about not a sports rules. No, these no, could be anything. Okay, yeah, you're I don't give a provocatively. Well, piss. I here I was coming up with sports rules. No, they, none of mine are sports. Well, one of them. That whole shaking hands with the referee and the, I can deal with that one a little bit. I hate when they go to the other bench and fist bump during the lineups. Oh, I hate that. Because they always send an assistant coach out there. They don't give a crap yeah. anyway. Yeah, anyway, that's always been Craig. If Neff's you're job. at a bar at night, not a bar and restaurant, but just a bar, you should either only have music videos or sports on the TV. If there is a band playing, nothing should ever be on the TV. So you're saying, if you're at a bar, no. You, so I was like, re- you shouldn't have an Andy Griffith show rerun or Law and Order on the TV at a bar at night. I, I, I'll second that motion. <laughs> sure. I'll second that motion. You know, but especially and here's, and here's if there's what a I live thought about. band. Uh, there, was, there was a front page Philadelphia here. There was know? a front page story on the Evansville Courier and uh, press this week about how in 19, oh, I don't know, 98, 99, I can't remember, but Prince was going to play a show at Robert Stadium in Evansville, and Prince basically called the owner of Harpole's. Did you ever go to Harpole's in Evansville? Oh, when, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And basically said, after our show, we want to come and do a show, a secret show secret with two or 300 people. And as you mentioned this now, Prince playing at Harpole's oh, no. with Sports Center on in the background uh, would, would be a buzzkill. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Was okay. Jeff Doyle there for that? Probably. <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, my other ones that I had was um, if, if, Stand back out of the way and double-check no one's getting off the elevator before you start to step on. There's nothing more annoying than that. And if you if your main mode of transportation involves a horse, put a bag under its ass so our streets are not covered with piles of shit. I, they do in New York. <laughs> you know, the new, the, they've all got they got to have bags under I don't know if you just announced your campaign for county commissioner, but I'll be your chairman. <laughs> <laughs> it's not hard. They figured it out in New York. They figured it out in Indianapolis with horse-drawn carriages. It's only common courtesy. If I take my dog for a walk, I carry a Walmart bag to pick up its crap. I need to shout out real fast to our dog, Trixie, who passed away after Yeah, sorry about years. that, Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Just if we're shouting out about dog do. Yeah. I never picked her dog do up, but my wife always did. Yeah. So, sorry for Trixie and... Yep. Uh, that's my uh, there you uh, go. that's my TED talk for today. Yep. I don't know if it's if I have any rules because one I never I don't I don't think I'm ever going to ride an elevator again. I'm never going to get in an airplane again. <laughs> Why? Did you say you're never going to ride an elevator I'm again? Never ride in an elevator. Why? I'm done with that. I'm done with that shit. If it's not on the Why level, <laughs> if it's not on the level I'm on, I'm done. How about like hospitality rooms that you have to? I'm, you know, I'm just no. I'm just saying. I, like I said, I've gone beyond that. I don't. Yeah. I don't care anymore. What? We are aware. <laughs> I, th- I think we're. You know all, who else doesn't care? We don't care, Todd. We don't care, Todd. Uh, oh, I mean, but I'd be like I said. A buddy of mine was calling me the other day and wants me to fly to Texas to see them and do this and that and no. You just want to go to the Beat Lab. I'm not going anywhere. I'm I was going say, downstairs. Would you drive? You wouldn't drive either. You're not 
I'm not, not going anywhere. You're not going anywhere. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. Last time I was on vacation was oh yeah, that was my, well no I didn't get to go that time. Yeah okay, it was my daughter's junior year of high school. I've not been on vacation since my daughter's junior. And what year is she at Purdue? She's graduating in May. <laughs> They've it, been on vacation. What, what's her degree in? Oh, it's history. So the jobs are probably just going to fall out of the tree. I just wanted to hear you say that. <laughs> <laughs> Although you know what, you look at. You know, I know there's a lot of people that are upset about colleges and what they're teaching and what they're not teaching and this and that. She's there to hopefully learn how to think. Learn how to think. Uh. Be exposed to some different things. She's not building any bridges, thank God. <laughs> but, you, but you know what I mean? I mean, she's not designed. She, if she was, do we have a job for her in uh, Montgomery? Well, I'm just, I'm, I'm just saying is the whole idea is that when you leave there, $100,000 poorer. Yeah. Um, you know, hopefully you will pick up the skills and abilities to interact with people. Right. And to be cr- a critical thinker. I think she, she had a class last year that Mitch Daniels came in and spoke. Uh, it, was, it was about the presidency. And Daniels worked for um, George worked W. For, yeah, for George yeah. W. And I mean. Remember when he was a bad president? <laughs> let's not even go. <laughs> okay. I, have, have they found the weapons of mass destruction, though, in fairness? In fairness, <laughs> we got those yet. Anyway, but the good old days. But Mitch Daniels came and talked. You know, and I mean, it's a it's a great opportunity to see. Well, hell is frozen over. I'm ripping Republicans on this podcast, well, and I'm oh. defending them. Yeah, I was going to say it's <laughs> it's a double heel turn here. Yeah, it is. It's, it's like Brett, Bret it's Hart and Stone, Stone Cold. Cold. Yeah. No, I'm just saying is, uh, in fact, we'll bring a Montgomery name up, and he didn't get to speak, but uh, Charlie Dungeon. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. bet Albert remembers Charlie Dungeon. He was supposed to uh, live in my do- or live in my daughter's dorm freshman year for two weeks, and be like a uh, a business mentor and uh, talk to the kids and this and that. And it was just right when COVID hit. Uh, you know what I mean? So I don't I don't believe he got to do it, but uh, it was kind of interesting. I mean, that's what they need to do. That's where kids kids need to learn how life works. Yeah. That's I know. I, I told Sam and, and told Liv the same thing. The way the way things are going, always take a communication class. Stay sharp on how to communicate because so many people are do nothing but stare downward at their phones and their computers, and and you come up for for uh, jobs or My wife has whatever. A, yeah, you're pointing at me. My wife needs something from a store here in town, so give me a break, Todd. Okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't tell you what store. Oh. Ooh. Nevertheless, I, I was just saying, I mean, that's where kids, like I said, it's a college is a great thing, and, uh, and she's a history major. I'll tell you what, she'll go toe-to-toe with me a little bit on, on a few different things. Um, you know, she's yet to knock the old man down, but uh, she's getting better. She's getting she's better. Getting, she's getting a little. Speaking of which, I want to say shout-out to a non-sponsor and then make my point here. Oh, yeah. Alan Brown. Yes, and, tribu- and, and, and we're, we're going to go on the road. I, I get that, I, but Trivia Nights, there now. Now, I, I called Alan on my way over here, and I said, here's the deal. I said, if DeCourcy and I team up, it's it's like Batman and Superman, you know, or, or the, the Wonder Twins. Yeah. Or I yeah, said, we I was thinking, <laughs> maybe Ace and Gary. <laughs> but I'm saying to you is, I said, you can just give us the prize. Yeah. Now. We don't need six. You do, you want people to come back. Do I get one of those Buffalo 
mac and cheese wraps. I don't know, but did you see the... Uh, Those are fantastic. Did you see the... Uh, he's got a new McRib thing coming out. Where uh, he's going to, like, smoke it for so long I don't, he can just I don't take it out. I don't get into the process or any of that. I just know he well, posted I, a picture I, of it, and it looked pretty good. Okay. But, yes, if... I'm, I'm putting this out in Radio Land. Well, not Radio Land. Podcast Land. Yeah, it, every yeah, it's still radio. Land. If yeah. you ever see us walk in, then the whole team could walk in. Maybe maybe get Mark Holt or somebody like that too. Uh, I, I I think we I think we uh, you know we turn it on its ear. Period. They need I, to handicap us. Yeah. I'm in. I, I don't think there's any doubt that that you absolutely would. Um, I was asked again today when we were going to start our show on the real radio, and and I told the owner of the radio station, I'm not sure. So that's where we're at on that. Well, well you know, it's heavy negotiations. Going yeah, negotiations. It, 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 it really is. It's yeah. like the Treaty of Paris type stuff going <laughs> yeah. on. Um, speaking of Chinese balloons, um, I, I read a statement from uh, China on what they saw in that balloon. They said, God damn, they've got a lot of Dollar Generals. Yeah. <laughs> on, on every corner. <laughs> and they pop, I mean, they pop up. Overnight, practically. Elnora has a Dollar General store now. When, when did that happen? Illinois has a Dollar General. I don't know. I was going through there the other day. Bam. One, Dollar General. One on the way to... Uh, Not even Otwell. The Otwell Junction. Right. The Otwell has Junction a, has, a, has one. Has, has a Dollar <laughs> They are literally like, falling out of the sky. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that is... And you know what? I, I'm not going to come across as some arrogant... You know, I would never stop it's too late Dollar for that. General. I've been in Dollar General a few times. You know, I've got to go to the Dollar General for my wife. By the way, that's I, what I the text that. is about. Well, the thing is, you you can get in and out in two minutes versus going to Walmart or somewhere where it takes all day. Yep. Well, that's only if you're going to actually pay for it. You know. Well, that's true. All right. You know, do we have anything else? I don't the, think so. The Redbone staff, I think, wants to close. Deco, you got anything? Uh, Friday big, night, big weekend this yep. weekend. Yep. Who you got? Viking boys, South Knox. Friday Speaking night. of, North I was telling, homecoming. I was telling Todd, what homecoming. a weird thing. I started laughing doing the sports this morning. Jasper, Lagodi, Barreve, Pike Central, Washington, and there may be one more. All, all, all either eleven and seven or eleven and eight. <laughs> they yeah, all have eleven wins. It is the race to the middle. Yeah, uh, but anyway, you got who you got Friday night? Uh, Barreve, South Knox. One of the better South yeah, Knox teams a in a team. long time, so it'll be a big test for the Vikings Washington at home. Washington and Lagodi play Saturday. Washington, we got a price shout out to Jalen Mullen. He should become the Cougar all time leader in both and and Peyton assists Blitz. and assists and points. And then uh, uh, Peyton Bledsoe at Lagodi. Yeah, that's uh, a cool story. Yeah, Great. talk talk, yeah. talk uh, talking to uh, some couple of their people in the grocery store yesterday. Actually, uh, they probably think it's going to be Tuesday against uh, against WC. Yeah, but he's if like he sixty, yeah, sixty one, yeah. I think. But if he has a big weekend, he could get it. Uh, good luck to him. And, and then, of course, uh, I think we talked about it on the coaches' show last week or maybe with Josh on the podcast, but uh, the all-time leading scorer at Ligoti, Brian Canada, is actually Josh's wife's uncle. Really? really? So, yeah, so he will be in town from Florida. Yeah, Brian, cool. Brian's been back, and people at Bar Eve have seen him at some of J.C.'s volleyball games and watched Josh coach some I think basketball. they said Adam Trueblood is going to be. And then Adam Trueblood is going to be, be at, the, at the Cougar Den. So it's going to be a – you know, with all the stuff going around, like I, th- I think Lagodi's doing it right when it comes to that. I think North Davies is doing it right by bringing, um, you know, Adam and some of those guys back. And now, how close is Jalen? Uh, oh, I think sixteen. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, wow. Well, I think he's. I think it was sixteen. Is yeah, what, I think. Huh. I, I think that's right. Awesome. Yeah, because yeah, I was doing a story for Tomorrow Sports about. I didn't realize Jalen was that close. So. Oh, I guess we should probably shout in. out to uh, 
Brady Bird, I just talked to him tonight. Oh, yeah. So I'll get something on that. Yeah, tomorrow. he's got the Sim State coming up. <laughs> on, uh, and I'll tell you what, he's 106 pounds. 100, and, and you, you look and you're like, well, there's a lot of freshmen and sophomores. Well, at 106 pounds, there's probably going to be. Yeah. Well, there's freshmen and sophomores, but, you know, I, at 106, I've, had, I've eaten 106 pounds of chicken wings, you know. On Wednesday uh, nights. Right. Yeah. Uh, you got to give that kid a huge amount of credit because he is a tough competitor. He played football too, by the way, for uh, well, I'm for a year. If he's that successful wrestling it that way, I think once uh, maybe he grows a little bit and fills out, I'm going to guess he'll be an excellent football player for Coach Morris. Yeah, Bryson Knighty set the three points three point record for a career last night and so. put the Rangers to bed on the last second shot. Yeah, for sure. Um, so you've got that. Read Todd's wise words in the Washington Times Herald. Hear me every weekday morning on the morning shakeup with the Sports Report. Be a good sport. And sorry we had to bump Coach Gene Miller tonight. We got to talking about Bob Dylan and didn't get to him. So we'll try to get him scheduled for another show. I saw him sneak out. Couldn't wait any longer. So we'll get him on soon. So good luck to Coach Miller this weekend. And, uh, hey, Bloomfield. Bloomfield. This might be fight This words. might be. No, I'm going <laughs> to give him. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tout my Bloomfield Cardinals. Until they don't give me a reason to. Now, don't let me down, but I watch. They look really good. Um, um, the the big kid with uh, just, the, well, missed hey, the free ask, throws. But, man, did someone that kept that ball alive, and then he hit the shot he needed let to. Me, let me ask Davis. you a question. I'm going to ask you two this question. Um, Orleans, did, did you learn anything about Orleans playing Ligoti? I'm going to tell you something. And, 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 I, and I know I get into, I talk to a guy, and I talk, I'm that guy. I like it. But I talked to two people inside each program last week after they played on Thursday night. And I asked them each the same question. And I think you guys are around for one of them. I just asked the people from Orleans, are you better than Ligoti? And I asked the people from Ligoti, are you better than Orleans? And they both said yes. Interesting. So what have we learned? We've learned... There's going to be a fun Friday night at JBA in about a month. The Vikings are going to be lurking in the shadows. Oh, so they won't be drawing both teams again this year? The Lord's going to shine on us this year, Todd. <laughs> <He's> <laughs> smile. All right. All right. We'll see. On behalf of our Charles Albert Cavanaugh, this has been the B3 Podcast. Hey, Jan. Guilty.